high whistle would be so much cooler. You couldn't take that sound out of it. You don't even want any of the other cool sounds. Just like I can it. take all the sounds out. You have no idea the power I have. Oh, the power that you have. The power, the power of audacity. It's, the it's pow- a oh, magical that's... tool that allows you to do things like take annoying sounds out. I know. You just take them all out. <laughs> I mean, this is where we're starting again. This is like four weeks in a row. We're starting with the same theme. <laughs> what? You can't that? let a joke die. This is why you can't do stand-up. I, hey, I do stand-up quite well. Yeah, you do do stand-up quite well, except when you try to sell the Jame joke to six different audiences, it doesn't work. But you're like, next time it will work. Next time I have work. that confidence. I have that. I appreciate I, well, your. I appreciate your confidence. That's the thing. The confidence. It, it's it's having the confidence, being cool, calm, collected, and confident. That's what they tell you. If you're confident enough, gosh darn it, people will like you. That doesn't mean the joke ever gets funny. Like, I. Well, it's true. The joke doesn't get funny, but it doesn't make it any less more of a joke. Wait, is that no? no I mean, that didn't make any any sense at all. I hey, he, I, a magician driving down the street and then he turns into a driveway. I mean, that's a good joke. I'm laughing. You're not. Obviously, that's hilarious. Well, somebody out there thought it was good. Oh, I'm they're sure gonna, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna write a a thing about it and tell us that it okay. was. Okay. Well, Tell go me. ahead and write a review about how great Greg's jokes are. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll hold. I won't be holding my breath waiting for that review. And uh, we are actually reviewing not Destroyer Duck, <gasps> another animal-themed book. Yes, called Alpha Dogs. We, Alpha Dogs. We're yeah. So we once we once reviewed some Alpha Dogs before. We did, and we liked it. So we waited and waited and waited. Until the Kickstarter came for more Alpha Dogs, and then we got Alpha Dogs, and then we were excited because we got to have more Alpha Dogs. So here it is, Alpha Dogs. Number four. Number four. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this cover? Uh, well, okay, the cover is, it's, it's got a very, it's, it feels like a very James Bond kind of cover. You got a, uh, we got our, uh, one of our main characters on our, uh, is it, is it Ira? Ira? Ina. Ina, 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 Ina. Ina. I, I'm so bad. Like, so when I'm reading this, like, I'm still trying to get used to these stupid glasses. So I'm like looking up and down, and like letters are messy for me in these glasses. Anyways, but she's standing there on like the in on this like yacht, and she's like, she's she's drawing down on on two assailants who are packing like uh some machine guns and there's like smoky skies behind her and stuff like that and this a gorgeous sunset and everything like that and it's it's got a very like um like i want to say like 80s action film kind of feel to it yeah i really like the cover and and by the way we we covered alpha dogs one through three in episode 306 so if you want to go back and find out what happened in alpha dogs one through three you can go right back there but what we can tell you is in alpha dogs number three uh, we left Ina and Cyrus and Buck, and Buck had been shot. Buck by had been bad shot. Guys that looked yes. that, that had weapons just like this, and Buck didn't look too good. Uh, he did not. It, it looked it looked bad. Uh, additionally, uh, I will also say that this cover has nothing to do with what actually happens in the story. It's true. It's uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I I will say, and and this is uh, a lot of times. This this is I mean, if you read comics, you know, this is this is cover sell comics. We all know this where if we if we love comic books, we we look at cool covers and we're like, oh, that cover is awesome. I can't wait till I get to that part that that eludes us through the whole entire issue. This this is an awesome image. This is an awesome scene that I was waiting for. Well, and if you want to get to the Dobermans from last issue that are on the cover on the edges, you can go. I think that's what they are. You can go back to the last issue and, and and read all about them. Oh yeah, they're defeated by the end. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we left off, and you know, just a quick recap. We had Ina and Buck and Cyrus. We start out with them. Uh, we find out Ina's wrapped up with some dude named Salem. We've got a whole nother like weird government agent, fake government agents trying to track her down. Uh, they always seem like they're a step behind what's going on. Yeah. Uh, there's a relationship between Ina and Salem. 
and or Ina and Salem. I'm probably saying the name wrong, but they get uh, she seems to be favoring working with him over taking care of her dog. She steals from blood from Buck. Cyrus is having none of this the entire way through. Uh, then they actually go f- uh, to try to fight with Salem and stop what's going on. And again, read the books for the details. Or go back and listen to our previous podcast. Or even better, reach out to John Dexter and get the actual books. Get the books. And I'll put a link in the show notes to uh, show you how to do that. And then uh, at the same time, we've got all that going on. Uh, We have a big fight at the end. And of course, they shoot Buck. And but along the way, we meet some dogs that got some blood from Buck and also got sort of superpower. So we know Buck has some sort of super strength and Cyrus does, too. <laughs> and they also can communicate telepathically. Yeah, it seems. Get, yeah, they with got each the other ability in to, English to, to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. And then we have some other dogs, dogs with some powers. We don't necessarily know what all their powers are, but they know we know they've been experimented on. So there that brings like, us to. In the last in the last book, there was like that super fast dog. There was a super fast dog. It was so fast. It had the zoomies. Yeah, it did have the zoomies. So we'll find out more about them as as we get into it. And we've got alpha dogs. Uh, We got another splash with the same cover, which is cool. And uh, it's written by John Dexter, who also promotes the Kickstarter and makes us sad at the end of the book (laughs) about his own dog. No, I wasn't even talking about the story. Oh, yeah. And then. (laughs) Illustrated by Fernando Malik, uh, colored by Lucas Oreta, and breakdowns and lettering by Lucas Urarusha. And I probably messed up everybody's name. And the cover art was by Alfredo Runamar, Ezekiel Dominguez, and the title art by Lucas Urusha. So cool. I, I mean, these are good stories, but like you do to me in your books, you know, there's always got to be like a sad story, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, John does not disappoint with a sad story here. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm he not doesn't. even pulling any punches on this. This is uh, this, yeah. This is as before pre-podcast. This is the 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 Empire Strikes Back <laughs> issue for me. This is like so much stuff going on, but also just like oh my gosh, <laughs> oh well, my gosh. We start with a boat. Yes, right. A boat. It's a yacht. A boat. It's not just a boat. It's a yacht, Dan. It's a yacht. It's a big boat. It's a big boat. And we see Buck lying down and we hear tink, 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 actually. And then bullets popping out of Buck. So he's regenerating. That's good. Uh, my assumption was from the foreshadowing in the other stories that hopefully that would happen. But, you know, he did get shot at the end. So that was yeah. always interesting. He's got the ability. And, to, he's like the Wolverine of dogs. And then we re-meet our dogs that we were introduced to some of these uh, dogs in, in the last episode. Of course, we in the last issue that we covered on yes. episode 306 of Funny Book Forensics, we meet Buck the Pitbull. We meet Shelby the Cocker Spaniel, who's wearing uh, her sister's bandana. because her sister was killed when yeah. bandana when she got the blood transfusion. Meet yeah. Tomko the the ultra smart supposedly chihuahua, which would mean it is the only smart chihuahua in the entire <gasps> universe. What? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Have you not seen Beverly Hills Chihuahua? I've watched that movie uh, with my grandma a few times, and there are I will, smart I chihuahuas will, in that movie. I will stand by my statement. The, for shame. Shame. Well, shame. You can shame me all we want. Uh, I, I, we, for we, shame. We have a mutual friend that loves chihuahuas, and, you know, that... Mm-hmm. I they're they're empowered to do so. Uh, we have Zahara, the Siberian Husky, uh, who's friendly. And Wesley, the Siberian Husky, who didn't take uh, the serum so well and blames Zahara for getting them caught. Uh, yes. By the Salem and their and the experimenters. And of course, we know from before they were all injected with uh, some sort of blood from Buck or some sort of manufactured version of that blood that they experimented on Buck and Cyrus with. So Buck wakes up and he's like, I have no idea where I'm at right now. I'll hear. I don't even know if he remembers what happened. Obviously, he got shot. But yeah, uh, we find out from Tomko that they're in a secret lab on Salem's yacht and they're sailing or they're sailing to his secret labs. All right. They're they're going off to that island that we saw in the last issue. Mm-hmm. Big mystery island. And Buck's like, hey, do you all have powers like me? So he's self-aware of his powers now which mm-hmm. is cool. 
I guess, and, and more than just his ability to talk to other dogs, right? And they know. And uh, Tomko is explaining. Uh, Tomko is giving us the uh, exposition yeah. <laughs> in the story, uh, telling us all that they've been experimented with blood cocktails from him. Uh, and apparently, he talks very strange. And Shelby's like, "Yeah, he likes sounding smart." <laughs> and uh, and we get one of the huskies, Wesley, the the angry husky. So like your blood made us. And Zahara's like, yes, yes, brother. And uh, Wesley's like, I'll kill you. So yeah, Wesley is more looking like the Dobermans from last issue, right? Like, right. Not, not so. And, 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 and less self-aware than Monto, who, if you'll remember, is the big other pit bull that they, that they had to fight. So, yeah. yeah. And that, that's the, so if you're, if you're looking at good guys and bad guys here, the good guys are in the cages and the bad guys are out of the cages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that a fair fair assessment? Fair, with fair. the exception of Wesley, and they don't know what to do with Wesley, right? Because Wesley's kind of in between. Yeah, he's he's just a bit of a loose cannon. I'd say he's he's almost a chaotic evil. Yeah. So they don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, because yeah. the blood uh, it's messed up his brain. Yeah. And Tomko lets it lets Buck know that a few of the dogs have suffered side effects of the serum. Um, and if you remember from last issue too, only they said only three percent of the dogs were surviving uh, the transfusions. So mm-hmm. that's what happened to Shelby's sister and a lot of other dogs. Specifically, they said you know, they told the people not to get close to the dogs because they didn't expect them to last. So uh, as far as uh, animal experimenters go, I, I'm not real impressed with these folks. They're not my favorite <laughs> people. They're not good. <laughs> and we have. Uh, Monto walks in with Cyrus and, uh, well, first off, sorry, we find out that Tomko's memorized the number pads. Yeah. So he knows theoretically how people could get them out. And then here comes Monto and he's like, there's no escape from us, Buck. You belong to Salem now. And he's like, I have an owner. And, and Monto's like, she is Salem's now too. And and you will do as your new owner commands or face me. So big old. Pitbull is standing up to him with Cyrus is, is backing in the background and not being the alpha dog now. So Cyrus mm-hmm. is backed off very clearly. Yeah. And uh, Buck pleads with Cyrus to help Ina, but uh, he just walks away. So the dogs are trapped. We haven't seen Ina at all uh, yeah, since Buck was shot. She's gone. And well, until the next page, she's gone. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, and Cyrus asks Monto, like, why is Salem bringing Ina? He doesn't need her. And Monto's like, he doesn't need you, you either, old dog. Um, you think you're uh, going to be leading Salem's pack. I got news for you. There's only one alpha dog here. And Cyrus is like, Rrr. so I, I, I don't see good things in the future of the relationship no. between these two dogs. But uh, we finally get to Ina. And honestly, I, I don't know why he brought Ina. I guess they were in love, but then she attacked his compound. So, yeah, it, <laughs> it, I guess they were theoretically in love. I mean, she kept going back to him. But she was also concerned about the whole cancer and blood experiments and everything that we saw in the previous issues. So anyway, uh, Cyrus decides to ignore Monto and stand up and rips the door open and uh, now Ina can escape. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was like, are we escaping? And, and Cyrus is like, yes. And she's like, there's a motorboat attached to the yacht. We'll we'll free Buck and then we'll escape on it. And she looks back and Cyrus is like, oh, hell no. <laughs> he's not going to be fooled again. And she's like, you're not coming. And he's like, no. And he's like, yeah, I'm staying. So she hugs him and he looks relatively annoyed by the hug. Yeah. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. And he's like, go before you caught. But he's like very regretful of this because he's not trusting of her anymore because he called everything out previously. Right. And right. Buck was the more ignorant one. And he was sort of the more not dumb. Buck wasn't dumb. He was just ignorant to the world. Right. He's very he's, trusting. Yeah, he's trusting. And, and Cyrus is like the like, hey, you can't trust humans because they do bad things. And he watched the blood draw and everything. And so obviously. Yeah. And so now it's up to uh, Ina to. Ina, Ina, I will keep messing it up throughout the whole book uh, to escape. And she knocks down a big fat soldier who's guarding the dogs uh, and has a gun, too. So where'd she get the gun from? I think she got it from. uh, I don't know where she got it from. Maybe she got it from the guy. I don't want to know. 
I don't know where she got it from. She didn't have like the guy's before. holding the gun. Well, maybe she had one. I don't know. Well, anyway, she uses the gun to knock the dude out, and uh, Tomko knows the code, so he blows this. Uh, he uses his breath. It must be cold on that yacht. He yeah he uses his breath and and paints the number there, and uh, she starts. She lets the dogs out. <laughs> oh, she, she lets Buck out. <laughs> she lets Buck out. Sorry. And then Buck's like, you can't just leave all the other dogs here. And and uh, Wesley's making fun of him for obeying Ina, yeah. right? Like, oh, you poor dog. He's like just making fun of everything because mm-hmm. Wesley's just done. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a fair statement. He's an angry dog. He is. He's not a happy boy. Uh, no. And so uh, she knows to head to a room with a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. Or do they just stumble into that room? I think she she kind of probably knows where things may be on the on the yacht. It looks like. I mean, she's got a good sense of direction. Well, very good sense of direction because she stumbles into a whole box full of hand grenades. Yeah. And she grabs one and tosses it into the engine room, which seems like a terrible idea. Or a good one. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Well, definitely. Like, uh, it does take out the yacht. So yeah, puts a decent size hole in it <laughs> and buck looks up and he's gonna disobey her and he's like the others and he goes back in and he heads back toward the other dogs and shelby is freaked out doesn't know what the noise is and tomko's like i think that's the sound of the ocean entering the yacht and <laughs> shelby's like you're always saying how smart you are think of something figure this stuff out and he's like, uh, die happily and look forward to taking up a new and better form. Jeez. <laughs> he just uh, like rolls over. <laughs> I give up. And we get the crew waking up um, and they look like uh, they're thinking they're under attack. And well, they are because they are good. That's very intuitive of them. Yes. And Buck is back and he doesn't mess around with punching the control panels anymore. He just. Tears them uh, right off. Arr. Yeah, tears them right off and lets the dogs out. And well, it's just never going to get old. Out. Yeah. <laughs> if if only you had a sound cue for that. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Well, I, you shouldn't play any other ones because they're just not going to be as good. They're not. I Well, you know. Sorry. Yeah. Well, if you could be more prepared for the episodes. I. Th- there's rights involved with the, the Baja men. <laughs> really? The Baja men have rights, is what you're saying. To the, Wait, to the are song you saying right? under normal circumstances they don't have rights? No, like, I'm what saying, are you saying that, about no, the Baja to the men? song, the, to their song, they have the rights to their song. We can't just play their song willy nilly. We could reference it all we want. But we just can't play. Well, they just got to call themselves the Baja men. It sounds like like that would have rights. Like you shouldn't be able to just call yourself the Baja men. Like what does that make everybody else in Baja? I don't know. Well, see, you're just not well researched in this. So I guess we'll have to go back to the story. Yes. Well, (laughs) uh, (laughs) the the dogs are free. They are free. And Wesley, uh, they go to uh, Buck won't free Wesley, though. And he bites uh, Zahara's ear. Yeah, tears it. And he's like, yes, cry, sister, because he's still upset. And she's like, free him, Buck. And Tomko's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, he says he has numerous chemical and genetic abnormalities that are impacting him as he just demonstrated. And she's like, no, Wesley's just mad at me for getting him caught. And Tomko's like, he'll try to kill us. And he says, sorry, Zahara, everyone follow me. And he says, yes, let me out, sister, with uh, some mad hatred in his eyes. And she, she's like, I'll return to free you, Wesley, no matter where Salem takes you, I promise. And he's like, lies, lies, lies. Sounding up for, I feel like we're setting something up for the future here. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Possib- possibly. <laughs> it seems possibly. like it's set up for the future. Yeah. Well, uh, can we just pause for a second and talk yeah. about uh, the art for a second? Oh, yeah. I think... The art gets better every issue. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, I was looking back at some of the early issues and not that it was bad. Right. The art wasn't bad. No, it was it was still cool. I think for man, Fernando Malik's art was really good. And maybe it's I just think he's he's I think the dogs, right. They just Mm -hmm. keep looking better each time. Yeah. I I just want to put put the compliment out there. Totally hit his stride with with 
doing doing the dogs with their characters. They got distinct character uh, display of character with the with um, the way that they their expressions and stuff like that. They each have their own character expressions and stuff. And even like, when he draws Monto and Cyrus side by side, mm-hmm. they basically have the same colorations, but you're able to easily tell who is who. Yeah. And it, it, there's a really nice distinction about that. And that's really cool. And I think even the way he poses them, mm-hmm. looking at this next page, when Shelby and Tomko go another way, they don't go the same way as Buck, because, of course, Tomko knows the best way. Because mm-hmm. he's of the course. smartest dog. Yeah. Yes. And they run into Monto and the, just the, the way you see them backing out, backing down. And that's mm. a hard thing. That middle panel is a hard two dimensional panel to draw. Oh, yeah, because it's got action in it, and it's hard to draw action like that, but you can see it. Yeah, and the shadows are amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, the shadows show, like, them leaning back on their haunches. Mm -hmm. It's just good stuff, right? This is, it's really neat. Uh, So, and we haven't talked about the art a lot when we've been reviewing these, and even the last few issues, because, well... We had Jack Kirby, so it's just like all of the art is good. <laughs> all the art but is good. The last few issues we reviewed of Destroyer Duck, but this is really like I like the way he uses the shadow. I love like when Monto jumps, the shadow underneath, mm-hmm. and the shadow seems to stay consistent with what the shadows were in the previous panels. Uh, yeah. So yeah, good on. I mean, this is good stuff. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, like uh, a fear in Shelby's face and stuff like that in that that bottom panel. <laughs> yeah. And what I will say to you is, uh, yeah, and, and what we're not covering the story as we're talking about the beautiful art is, is Shelby and Tomko are now running away from Monto. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. you're not leaving here alive. So they head off. We've got uh, Ina getting into the motorboat. And, of course, Buck and Zahara follow uh, because pit bulls and huskies are smarter. Mm-hmm. And then Chihuahuas. <laughs> Tomko is so smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. He knew uh, name name five smart chihuahuas you've met. The that, Taco wait, wait, Bell wait. dog? That's not fair. Name five <laughs> smart chihuahuas you met that also aren't ready to kill you at a moment's notice. The Taco Bell dog? Yeah. The uh, dog from Beverly Hills Chihuahua? None of these are real dogs. <laughs> um, um. <clears throat> Shannon's dogs are always nice. Yeah, yeah. Shannon's dogs are always nice. And these um, folks are like, who is Shannon? <laughs> like, don't worry. Don't worry. Shannon is our fr- mutual friend. Yeah. And, and if she's listening, happy birthday. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. See? And I and I will say, I will say, though, I have uh, most chihuahuas seem like they want to murder me upon sight. It, it's true. Uh, you know, the dog that that always wants to murder me is a mini pin. But mini pins are very closely related to chihuahua because they're like mixed breed chihuahua. Um you gotta use a chihuahua to get a mini pin, but mini mini pins like you know look like little W's, and they are they always look so cute, and like you want to pet them, but they are they're they just they want to bite me. <laughs> You're noticing the mini problem, you know, like these big dogs, they seem nice and, and cozy and friendly. I got two little dogs that 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 are lovey and great. Mm-hmm. They oh. they're hundred hundred percent better than my dog. Although, well, I mean, they're two, they're two, they're very different <laughs> dogs. They're very different dogs. But I'm just saying, I mean, like, and you know, you've known me for a long time. I've, I was never a little dog person. So. Now, well, sure. I'll definitely, after this episode, be sending John Dexter a picture of Juliet to maybe be included in the back matter of one of these issues <laughs> of my dog. <laughs> because she is photogenic, to say yes. the least. Yes, yeah. your dog is very photogenic. <laughs> I always appreciate uh, a photo of your dog. <laughs> yeah. So she's actually annoyed right now. She's sitting back behind me right now, like hiding. She, I locked her in the office oh. to do the podcast. She's annoyed. She's being very quiet. Well, that that was the goal of bringing her into the office. Of, <laughs> but here we we go. Uh, and I was like, I can't wait any longer. So they leave and. Uh, is that Salem there? It's like, how do you yeah. figure Ina was able to escape Cyrus? And Cyrus is not answering, just looking at her leave. Mm-hmm. So I believe he's probably figured it out. And Monta is chasing Shelby and Tomko. And he says, you have nowhere to go, Mutz. And while he can't run fast enough, he's gasping for air. Tomko's like, I'm no Mutt. <laughs> because, you know, he's super smart. We get it. 
we get it, Tomko. We we know. And he's like, Shelby. And Tomko's like, mine, got you. Except Shelby grabs Tomko's collar and jumps. And we're learning more about Shelby's superpower. And uh, we find out that Shelby can jump long distances, <laughs> which is cute and adorable in the most yeah. adorable way possible. And yeah, Shelby aims for a piece of wood and Tomko's still talking as they're going. He's like, Tomko's like, it's too far away. Your farthest jump is 200 yards. Shelby's like, watch me, smarty. She didn't she didn't say smarty. I added that part <laughs> and uh, like told you so I'm close enough. And they swim to the piece of wood. And now they have a small raft uh, to float on as they float out into the water. And all is OK for now, unless a shark comes to eat them because Tomko is Mr. Positivity. Yeah. <laughs> Tomko is just not very positive in this, this issue. He's 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 a pessimist, you know. Well, he did say he's like uh, he has the um, uh, what is it? The uh, essentially the brain of an adult person. Right. So he's, he's like, I'm I'm uh, throwing a, a fully formed brain of an adult person into a small dog and. You've got a, a pessimistic kind of you got somebody that's just like, oh, gosh, so great. You know, um, uh, he's like me at work. Like it's you know, the worst. <laughs> Everything's it's just what it is. Oh, great. Uh. Well, we've got uh, we've got the we go back to the boat and Ina is driving off with uh, the two other dogs. And we got Buck and Zahara and Buck and Zahara are having a nice conversation while the boat's being driven. And uh Buck's basically like, uh, or Zara's like, live with you. It's it's you and your owner's fault. My brother is not himself anymore. And, he, and Buck's like, no, Salem did this to you. And he's like, you could have stopped him. Uh, you didn't want to disobey your owner, did you? And he holds his head down because he did let her draw the blood. Just if you'll remember that when the blood was drawn, uh, he had been jealous of Salem. And then and he had bit Salem. Right. And so. Mm -hmm. Ina finally calls him Bucky Boo again or something like that. And he's like, oh, and then he lets her draw blood. And then he gets yeah. upset because she's stabbing him with a needle. And and Buck says, hey, she made some mistakes. All humans do. But my owner is kind. She will take care of you, Zahara. And Zahara's like, like she took care of you, picking her new boyfriend over you and Cyrus. Hmm. Oh. And uh, she's like, everyone out. And she looks at the two dogs with this look with this look oh this look and we were like uh malik's art here again just on point like on point all the way through the the issue yeah and we get to the next page and buck says where will you go zahara and zahara's like i don't know i will never take another owner he says not all humans are and as he's starting to say bad Ina shoots him three times you're going to make you're going to break up this very serious part of the comic with your stupid noisemaker. <laughs> I have to. It's freaking sad, dude. She shoots him three times. Yeah. And looks at him and goes, I'm sorry, I can't have you following me. We're safer on our own and just leaves her loyal dog on the beach for dead, which she doesn't. I, and I don't know if she knows or not whether or not he can die. I guess she must not. But she didn't see the bullets come out last time. So I don't know what she knows. But mm -hmm. clearly she's trying to get him not to follow her. I, I, I do think it wouldn't have been simpler for her just to say, like, I'm not your owner. Go away with Sahara. Yeah. Like, you know, instead of she did not need to shoot him like a very like. Um, what, what was that movie where uh, he's like, go, leave me, go, go away. Yeah. Get out of yeah. here. What was that movie where you say, go, go away, get out of here? I don't love you, dog. Get out of here. Oh, I don't want to talk about that movie. <laughs> OK, so anyway. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it's a painful panel. Yeah, um, I don't like her anymore. Yeah, she's bad. I, I did, she's bad. I didn't bad really news. like her before as much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we don't like. Now her we go to the all. next page, and here are paramilitary bad guys, and they're rummaging through her apartment, and they find a picture of Salem and Ina together, and they're like, "Oh, that dude's been paying us to keep him out of prison." Ha <laughs> ha. 
and they're like, what in the world? What in the hell is Sela, Salem doing with Ina? And he's like, we're going to find out. So we're set up for the next issue. <gasps> to uh, be continued. Door, uh, door, if door. I want to read anymore. But you do. You want to find out if 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 uh, if Buck's go, going to pull through, if he's going to be OK. I know Buck's going to be OK, so I don't have to f- get to the next episode to pull through because he I know he's going to heal and be heartbroken. You want to know if if uh, the dogs on the raft make it to land? I guess you want to know if um, if Salem is still on the hunt. I want to know if I want to know if Han Solo will get unfrozen from the ice block. Yes. You mean the dog in the kennel still? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know anything now. I'm stupid. Yeah, I know. And then, yeah. And then after this, then we then we get the, the very sad. It, well, it and, goes and, sad and to say he did announce this earlier yeah. this year, too. But yeah, his dog did. pig died on March 22nd, 2023. It's very sad. He was he's not a young boy. He's 14 years old. Mm hmm. And he died of cancer, so there's some of the, which you can see in the story about the cancer research. Yeah. Uh, and he was, of course, the inspiration to the story in the Alpha Dogs. But, yeah, so I'm not saying this is a bad story by any means, because it uh, affects me in a, in a way that makes me sad. Wait, and we do get an advertisement for Dime Store Detective. Well, let's discuss that, because I... Should the story affect you in a in a way to make you have feelings to make you? You and I are. I already know you and I are going to look at this story differently. So yeah. let me get my piece out. This did not make me want to read another issue, but I will. Okay. But my issues with it at the end are <clears throat> my issues with it at the end are I already know Buck can heal, mm-hmm. so I don't need to get another issue to see that Buck can heal. Yeah. I don't care if Ina Ina walks away and I don't care what happens to her now. I, for all I hits care, by a bus. she gets captured hits by the off. hits by a bus. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Um, these paramilitary guys that have been chasing around this thing, uh, through the issues kind of wondering what they're all about. So, I mean, but I don't know that they've been built up enough for me to like care about their mission or, or, or where we're going yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did skim through the first three issues again, too, just to look. But I would I think I'd just have to reread the whole first three issues. And that can happen with Kickstarter, too. Right. It's like it's far enough between releases. You have to, have to go back and reread. Yeah. Right. So I, I think there's that. I, I I I'm a little bit. Yeah, I, you're right. Like, I'm sort of wondering what's going to happen to Tomko and Shelby. And, mm-hmm. you know, there is a subplot with Wesley and Zahara that's open there. And Zahara splits off going her own direction hopefully to follow her quest. So it's weird because it feels like a natural ending yeah. to the story and a sad ending. Um, and then maybe, and you know, I know maybe room for like side quests, right? Like, okay, well, so what's Zahara's story? So what's the story of Tomko and Shelby? So I, I think those threads are there, mm-hmm. uh, but it just kind of left me like it left you. feeling it. Yeah. It left just, you feeling yeah, I mean, I like I, I will say I kind of like how this one ends where the first one starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find Buck on a beach shot. Well, and that's the other thing I would say about the wrap up, too, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're wrapping this fully up, there he is on the beach. He does have four shots in him. I'm looking at the first up issue right now. Uh, Makes you wonder, how did he get shot? Was it her? Did she shoot him the first time and try to get away? Well, and it looks like that's got to be it, right? Because, and he does say, where are the others? I need to find them before that monster does. So it's implied in the other issue that, that they imply that that's the end of issue three, right? But it's not. It's, I think you're right. So we do get the thread back. Yeah, and I'm not even saying it's bad writing. Like, I, the writing's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the threads, the story threads are good. Um, I think my criticism is more of just as a reader, like, what am I what am I hooked into next? Right. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like it should have just ended here. To me, it's it's almost like that's sort of a throwaway, like like you could have gone him on the beach. Right. And we have the same background as the guy finds him in the first issue, too, like mm-hmm. looking back. So you could have almost just gone him at the beach. And the next panel is like buck walking away after the animal control guy finds him mm-hmm. right and just saying some telling us what he's going to do next i've swearing off humans i'm going to find cyrus i don't know right like 
And you're right, it is in the first issue, but yeah, I so maybe it's just that last page. I wasn't ready for the military guys. Like I'm like, eh, these guys are stupid. I don't care about that storyline anymore. I now want to find out what Buck's doing. And 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 who knows from a writing from a writer's perspective, maybe that was maybe it was to be maybe this was a a rap story maybe this was a a rap issue and then it was like oh hey maybe we got more stories we can we can go on we'll throw in this last page and continue the story i don't know but you know that's that's speculation i i think like from a storytelling perspective though and and this is where our views differ on this is i i think from a storytelling perspective I find a story that hits you regardless if it leaves you with great feelings and you're like, Oh my gosh, that was so good. I feel so good after I read it or a story that makes you feel like crap, but it really hit you in a way that you weren't expecting. It did something. It stirred something inside you. It made you feel in a way. And it was, well, yeah, but I'm not going to watch the whale every week. I know you're not supposed to watch the whale every week, but yeah. it's something that it's it's it, there. There's stories out there that are told for a reason, and it's because somebody out there needs to see that story, hear that story, or tell that story. And I think in John's case, he needed to tell this story because he was, you know, he had a lot of stuff. Storytelling is cathartic for for folks, and he was dealing with loss, and he's putting this out there in this format but i feel like in a way too like you know like you said i'm not gonna watch the whale every week yeah you're not you're not gonna read this book every week either but reading through it and it hitting you in that way uh i think there's a lot of stories out there that hit people in a way that makes you go huh i wasn't ready for that i wasn't wanting that but it was a good story well i didn't say it was a bad story like i just was i think that last at the last page just threw me right it didn't it doesn't seem to fit it felt like it was the wrap on the original story so maybe i'm asking for a couple more pages to get us to the next thing right like i I just i don't feel i feel like everything you said is correct you want you want something else there you want to know what ha- like that and after guess, the other issues i felt this pull to immediately go read the next one mm-hmm. and i didn't feel that with this one i see that I was see. the difference like this feels like the end of an arc and i don't have an immediate pull to go like pick up the next one i'm gonna because it's great writing and i enjoy but, the story and the art's great but i didn't think hey we are funny book forensics we're supposed to tear stuff it, apart it, right no like, no i didn't feel the pull I mean, it's very similar to what we experienced uh, with the Destroyer Duck, the last issue. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was a wrap to the story. I get what Steve Gerber was saying about his writing there, about mm-hmm. being burnt out on the book. And it seemed like it was a wrap to the story arc. And I didn't have a pull to go read issue six or go find issue six of Destroyer Duck. Like, I, yeah. OK, we're done. Um, mm-hmm. I can take it or leave it. Like, it doesn't mean I wouldn't read another Destroyer Duck issue. Mm-hmm. It's but not, it felt yeah. wrapped. And this one, you know, it felt it almost felt a little bit clunky, like the way that the 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 thread to the next issue comes. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a throw on. OK, well, I'm going to make another issue. So I better tack on this last page to make sure, you know, there's going to be another issue, which is good. Now, don't get me wrong there. If there 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 is going to be another issue. So I do think he definitely needed something to tell us that if, wasn't the end of the story. Okay, arc. Well, what if it what if yeah. it just ended? What if it? I mean, okay. it was the well, end of the arc, but there was well, more coming. Yeah. OK, what if what if that last page wasn't the last page and it just ended with a to be continued buck on the beach? Just just as it is. Um. So take away, if, take away. If the, it was Buck on the beach with the guy from the first issue. No, no, no. Just not. Don't add anything. Just take away the last page completely and just put to be continued as the water washes over his paw. I would be OK with that, I think. See, so it, it, it it's interesting. So I, I think you and I are in the same place like that last page. It doesn't feel like it fits. I'm not. And, and, but it's it's just it's a but i feel like the the like you could have taken this last page and put it anywhere in the story you know what john needed john dexter needed for the story what's that he needed a great editor like jim shooter to make sure <laughs> yeah. that this would have been 
the right way to end a story. I know. I bet if we contacted Mr. Shooter, he would know exactly how to end this story to hook people into more stories. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, my 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 one critique though, and I'm I'm not joking, is you could have taken this last page and you could have put it, you could have put it anywhere else in the story, and still got that same payoff that these guys are like they just found. You could have put it like five pages before all of this. Yeah, that's a great point. And and it still would have played and you would have been like, oh, interesting. These guys are still looking for them. OK, that's cool. Interesting. And then cut to. Oh, yeah. No, per, the perfect place would have been like they find the thing with Salem. And then you cut to the panel of Salem and Cyrus looking or to the page where, um, you know, like just drop that where do a little panel flops and then it's Cyrus and Salem like looking out like still trying to figure out how she how she could escape Cyrus you know <laughs> yeah 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 no you're right yeah and maybe that's my hang-up like it feels like a piece of the story that's just kind of thrown on to the end but well John we still love your book so I'm yeah. still buying issue six or issue five and probably issue six when it comes out so uh, don't take our criticism as a full stop on the book, folks in the audience. I'm still no, buying no. the next Good. one. I want to find out what happens, but go grab those uh, other ones. Yeah, I mean, and, but I, I want to fairly critique the book too, and and yeah. that's yeah. I think and I think you nailed it. You you fixed it. I also want to say fix it. I just I, I just put I, my two bits in. So. I, I also I also want to say in the tribute to Pig right there. Yeah, the cat he is leaning on. Yeah. Why is it that all white cats look like they want to murder you at all times? <laughs> I don't know. It's good. Uh, but it's true. I mean, <laughs> that cat looks like he is it. He, he, she is tolerating buck or tolerating pig. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tolerating. I think it's a good word. There's a couple of them where the cat is very much tolerating the dog and looks like is plotting to figure out what to do with that dog later. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I, I will say, endure this right now, but as it's a, on later. As a, um, uh, as a person with a dog, also named uh, the pig, <laughs> as well. I, I, I appreciate the name, the pig, as a dog name. <laughs> well, we have Piggy Smalls in my house. <laughs> you do have Piggy Smalls. That uh, Piggy Smalls has another name though. Yeah, well, that was the name she came with, you know, from from when we when we got her from the the place that we had rescued her from, and it just didn't fit. She's not a Valentine. I I don't think that's not. <laughs> she's not. But Piggy Smalls, she's you know, she runs she runs stuff. <laughs> I I agree with that a thousand percent. That that dog's <laughs> not a Valentine. No, maybe a Val. But definitely not a Valentine. <laughs> well, I'll just say, uh, hey, we appreciated the issue. It was a lot of fun. And, yeah. <laughs> and I say a, <laughs> it lot, was of a fun, lot of fun, but it's a lot of fun. Damn, it's a lot of like, fun. Ah, Look, what I want to say is a lot of fun to read John's stuff um, yeah, because true. of all the things that we mentioned. Right. Like we were a little critical. I was a little critical of the last page, but the tie backs, the tying things together, the wrapping of the story, the continuity between the four stories, uh, the art is beautiful. Amazing. And it's well put together. And of course, you know, just like in Starlight, there are no page numbers for me to reference. So, yes. you know, we have we have that in line, too. I, so I, I love that. That's what I, I was. I told John that when I, I talked to him on uh, on uh, when we were talking about Dime Star Detective on uh, Nurse to not the have Crypt, page numbers that. Yeah, I was like, you know, page numbers so overrated. Don't put them on any of your books uh -huh. because I'm sure it, I'm sure. Now you're making me go back and listen to your other podcast so I can confirm that you never said that. I, so, I, I said, don't do it. I said, it's lame. Only cool people don't put page numbers on their books. Yeah, well, it's all the cool people. Well, you can go hang out with John without your page numbers. I'll just say, do you have anything to promote here, sir? Uh, right now, um, uh, you know, Nothing. for yep. the, the, only, the only thing I have to say is that, uh, you know, uh, just uh just the norm the you know just talk about the shop the retro emporium and uh that oh, that's uh, like, uh, what oh oh you brought up the retro emporium that's oh. really cool because <laughs> you know coming up right before christmas at the retro emporium yeah 
on Saturday. Yeah. December. Yes. 23rd. And Greg and Ann don't even know this yet. What? But we at the Retro Emporium are going to record maybe a podcast, but definitely the unveiling of the presence I have been promising Greg at the Retro Emporium. I don't have a time yet for you, but sometime on Saturday, December 23rd, we will be unveiling Greg's Christmas presents based on some of the episodes that have happened at Funny Book Forensics this year. Oh, boy. We are all ready to go. Yeah, I don't know if we can do that. (laughs) <laughs> why 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 couldn't we do that just, just it might be a very busy day oh that's why i didn't promise to record a whole podcast <laughs> but i did oh. promise to record you opening the presents so we oh, can okay. post okay. that we can post that on our youtube page okay. uh, funny okay. book forensics now if, if the, the shop is not so busy then we can record us covering a christmas something uh i i, I can't make any promises or guarantees about that because uh as uh, the, the shop has been ridiculously busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll hear this episode on the 20th of December, and we'll also record a Christmas episode to go out the 27th of December. So you'll get whatever Christmas magic we decide to record. And I am going to leave you in suspense. What magical holiday comic could Dan find to cover? I don't know. I'm, well, ex- I'm excited and scared. We're going to have to find out. It could be crazy. It could be simple. Who knows? It could be Christmas. It could be Hanukkah. It could be Kwanzaa. You you have no idea. Like it could be Festivus. any holiday. It could be Festivus. It could be the Festivus special. I don't know. Don't I will know. find something though. I will dig in to the comic book archives next to me and I will find something for a life day special. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> you you don't know. You don't know. It could be Vegas strippers. I don't know. Mm, probably not. What if they were wrapped in a bow? I don't know. You vetoed that one. Well, anyway, I didn't veto so, it. I just, I just, I don't. Yeah, I, I get I it. So know. I uh, who knows? It, it could. I mean, I, there could be a lot of things. It could be. It could be literally anything. I, no one knows. Uh, but yes, go see uh, Greg and Ann at the Retro Emporium as we lead up to Christmas. They actually have lots of cool things going on uh, that last week. So even yeah. though you'll hear this on the 20th, you can go to the Retro Emporium on Meeker Street in Kent, Washington on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, or 24th. And, well, get your Christmas presents out to folks. Help them bring back their childhood. You could also go visit the jiu-jitsu lawyer, Paul Boudreau, at Certified Martial Arts on 27th and Bridgeport Way in Tacoma slash University Place, Washington. Uh, go there, sign up. Paul has specials going on for the holidays, too. So if you want to learn to beat up the enemy like they do in these comic books here, like let's say you wanted to put a, I don't know, some sort of arm bar on one of those henchmen for Salem. Whoa. You could learn how to do that in real life. Whoa. Or if you just want to go get fit, you can go visit the jujitsu lawyer. So you could do that. Uh, also, uh, we will have maybe some network announcements next week. Maybe. Maybe Whoa, it could happen. Maybe. But we do know this. What? Because I'm only leaking out things at a time. We do huh. know the nerds from the crypt yeah. will be back. We'll be back? Yes. It's true. You're like, it never it's, went away. It never went away. But it will be back. We will have. <laughs> it will be back. In the new year, there will be new episodes of Nerds of the Crypt. Yeah. And nerds also from Plates of the tr- Crypt. Nerds from the Crypt. And, uh, and, and, uh, ah, and especially. Ah, uh, no more. Uh, Quit giving away things. If okay, you want okay. to find out, what did we just say about this comic today? If you That's want right. to find out more about more. some podcasts that may be coming back, you can follow up with us next week at next Funny Book week. Forensics. That's right. That's right. Hey, when does this episode go out? It goes out on December 20th. Oh, uh, okay. Too late to let people know they can get free photos of Krampus at the River Show Emporium on the 17th. Darn. Well, you should have advertised that last week. Did you have one more I didn't, thing? You wanted to advertise, know. by the way. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that we were giving away yeah, free photos. Yeah. Well, well, did you? I guess there, there's one more thing you probably should tell the listeners about. Oh, that. Oh, yes, yes. That uh, you should get your pre-orders in for uh, the Absolute Zeros Camp Launchpad uh, at your local comic book stores or at your at your bookstores. Yes, and if you buy the hardcover, you will get one copy of an MXPX CD, and your co- and your book will smell like vanilla fragrance, thanks to Vanilla Cupcake from Destroyer Duck. It will not, and you won't get one. <laughs> oh, you will. 
Dan is going to go buy all the MXPX CDs that he can get. You know, I just may do that. Oh, my gosh. In fact, if you buy, if you bring Greg Smith a copy of the book to sign at the Retro Emporium. And an MXPX CD, I'll sign it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how much can an MXPX CD cost? Um, I... I don't know. I don't know. With with the 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 changes in digital media right now, and the rising cost of physical media, uh, physical media used to be relatively cheap. And as as a person who sells it in their store, uh, we sell CDs for three ninety nine. So wow. So you know you could get a CD for three ninety nine, but most. CDs out there, depending on where you get them from, vary in prices. You could, they could be three ninety nine and up. So who knows? Yeah, it's it amazes me how much CDs cost now. That's that seems like a lot. It seems like they should be a dollar or something like that. They used but, to be. They, we used to sell them relatively cheap, and with the rising cost of physical media, we've had to change prices over the last two years. <laughs> yes, it looks like to purchase Move to Bremerton, you would now have to pay three dollars and eighty one cents plus three ninety nine shipping. So a whopping almost ten dollars after tax. Yeah, seems like what I would have paid for the CD when it was new. Yeah. So well, anyway, I'll quit <laughs> making fun of MXPX. It looks like they found their niche. They did. <laughs> and you too can live in Bremerton. Yes, the best town in America. Hey, it is. It is nice. Hey, in Bremerton, it's always okay to pray. I mean, <laughs> uh, you didn't get it, so that's okay. I, I'll let I, I'll let the listeners who read the news get that joke. I, and. I, 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 I got the reference. I just wasn't taking oh, the Oh, wow. You just no-sold me. You know what? <laughs> if you're trying to prove that my jokes are shitty <laughs> and that your jokes are good. See, that's the thing. You you're made, just going to no-sell me. You, Bam. You made fun yeah. of us early on, right off the bat. You just bat. don't want these, this podcast to be political. And I went there, and you're like, mm, I'm not going to say anything. Well... He, he, I think he, I think we probably should end this podcast. The coach, the coach left left the community. We, we should we should end this podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, we should we should end this podcast. A, I think, yeah, okay. yeah it, it's 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 dead. It's, it's as dead as Buck. It's dead. It's as, oh, Buck is not dead. Don't say that. It's as dead as he, Buck is not. Dead as Buck, is which not. means we're coming back. We're gonna all the bullets are gonna pop out of us, and we're coming back next <laughs> week. Pop, pop, pop. Click, click, click. All right. I'm not, it's, that's it. I, we should not talk about any more things. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>